0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's another games club here at the Gifted Gaming Podcast, and this time we're reviewing or talking about Baldur's Gate 3. So if you haven't played that game, watch out. There's some spoilers here, so go buy it, come back, listen. To those of you who have played it, sit back, relax, and get ready to join the conversation. All right, it's me, it's your host, Darren Wade, and today I am joined by none other than the Nolan Brothers. Colm, how are you?
1: I'm great, Darren. Thank you for having me over.
0: I couldn't think of anybody better. We've discussed Baldur's Gate 3 so much over the last couple of weeks Ooh. that I, I said, well, Colm's got to be on the show. You yes,
1: know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got lots of stuff. Can't wait to talk about it.
0: going to be good. And also with me, of course, is Craig, the critical Nolan. Craig, how are you?
1: How you doing, Darren? Nice I'm, to be here again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Week two. Let's are you- do it.
0: Are you ready to get into uh act one of Baldur's Gate three? Give yes, good, and I'm like- hoping
1: not to be as negative this time. That was speci- last week was specifically about, you know, being like um like gripes and stuff with games, whereas this time I'm hoping to go, you know, all that with BG3 and the stuff I I love about
0: the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there was a gripes episode. You might as well, you know. Here, here is a this is a safe. I mean, song. I may
1: have one or two more of gripes, but <laughs> 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 overall, this is a, a very positive experience. Yeah, Craig with gripes, how out of character,
0: <laughs> <laughs> critical about something? How dare he? Um. So for this episode of Games Club, it's not like a full talk through of Baldur's Gate 3 because the game is so massive. It's yeah. huge. Uh, I am like about. 55 hours in and I've just about gotten through Act 1 I mean there's as we just had a conversation before we said it on this episode about where we actually all felt Act 1 ended and Act 2 began there's a little bit of debate there so I think I've done a, like Act 1 and then some a little bit myself but it's taken me about 55 hours worth of a, worth of playing with like a reset here or there because I didn't really enjoy my, my initial character um, but yeah so we got like a good 50 hours worth of gameplay to get through which is a whole game by itself in Act 1 almost yeah. alone yeah. I'm yeah. actually
1: shocked that Act 1 has 50 hours worth of gameplay like if i i'm sure i've played more than that but i'm just but it's much longer than act two uh, like act two is very short by comparison if mm-hmm. we're only talking about the underdark parts like you know it's a yeah, very short yeah, yeah. experience. so yeah for where we would consider the end of act one is either where you're on oh i suppose this is like there won't be any spoilers for act two or three but for act one as far as we'll go is the kind of bridge that leads to the githyanki all right, we Crash. won't say that. We'll just, yeah. It well, goes yeah, in that
0: I, I, I think the, the, the safest bet to do is to talk about all the things that happen prior to when we get that notification to say, Are you sure you wish to proceed? Because yes. to me, yeah, when yeah, I sure. first came across that, that seemed to me like, a, you know, obviously it's a very natural point of like no return. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Act Two, uh, that's where I would consider Act Two. Um, so, yeah, so for those of you who are listening who haven't played Bottles Gate 3 or maybe you've just started, we're going to talk everything. You know about everything that happens in the first act, so spoilers will be in this episode. So if you haven't played it, um, go check it out. It's, I mean, it's a blast. I can't, couldn't recommend it enough. Uh, go play it. Come back, listen to this episode. If you have played it, well, we're in for a treat because there's so much I want to, uh, to get down to here. But I think that the, the thing I'd love to start with. The obvious point is your character choices. You know, we this is this is a D and D based game. We've all three played a lot of D and D in our time. And there's nothing nothing better than when you you see you have a fresh character sheet mm-hmm. and you're starting a character for the first time and you're planning all the bits and bobs. I that's why I, re, I think I restarted Baldur's Gate three twice because I just I just felt I could get more out of my my starter character. So Craig, I might start off with you. Who did you? What was your what was your first your character decision? Your race, your class. How did you get there? It took
1: me hours, you know, and I wasn't looking up guides or anything like that. Like, we've played D&D loads of times over the last few yep. years, so it was fantastic to finally be able to do that digitally, you know, as opposed to yep. writing everything down and looking up on the internet. But to just sit down with a controller and be able to just press a few buttons and have all that done, it was just mm, such a great... To this point, I still think maybe that character selection screen with the music down by the river, you know, it's just... Probably one of the best parts of the game. Yeah. And it's just an experience that's just so unique and so and enjoyable. And very, very uh, calming as well. Very, very calming. Yeah. Uh, unless you're stressing out about the little things and the points and stuff like yeah. that. But for me, I really wanted to have a main character who was very impactful on the story so i wanted to choose a character that had high charisma because i wanted deception persuasion and you know the dialogue options to kind of be very good at the forefront you know i yep. wanted him to be good at combat and stuff which unfortunately he wasn't <laughs> because i went with a bard class and i went with Interesting. the classic kind yeah. of college of lore and for the first kind of Part one in particular, I would say that my main character... Although he was great in dialogue and I could usually get out of most situations without actually having to fight. When I did fight, I was just kind of buffing my teammates and then he was sitting back not doing a lot. Mm -hmm. So i had to like you said like you change your characters up a few times i did that quite a few times at my character to the point where now he's a bard a fighter and a rogue all in one like nice okay
0: yeah yeah multi-class um so uh race then you went with a bard. i went
1: with a bard elf and my kind of thinking was that i've been alive so long but i'm actually an experienced fighter but nobody knows that so i'm I'm singing tales of my own exploits from hundreds of years ago, you know? (laughs) So you're just
0: an egomaniac, like... Well, no,
1: it's just all these legends that I sing about are actually things that I have done, only it's so long ago that nobody realizes. So, you know, I'm the bard. And because um, he dual wields crossbows, that's, like, kind of the the style I've gone for. You dual wield crossbows? Dual wield crossbows, (laughs) yeah, it's awesome. But I wish there was a spell that could change my... Hide my violin so that I actually took the violin away and it was the crossbow, you know? Like Do you just I, mean
0: in terms of from an aesthetic point of view just for what for character looks so I'd like. love
1: for my character to be just up there performing on stage and then as soon as he finishes playing the song, he just, the violin transforms into these two mm-hmm. uh, Crossbows. Crossbows and I just start opening fire. Wild you know? Westo, like that's yeah. that's what I envision as I play like you know. Like that, Desperado, that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Antonio Banderas, except with a uh, without a guitar I yeah. have the the violin that switches to a crossbow. And Very I'm like, that's cool. such a cool little
0: Nice nugget. and so, Colin. Then, what about you? What did you end up going for?
1: Uh so I've actually just recreated my D and D character. Uh, his name is Dracon the Struggler. Just Dracon. Uh, what yeah.
0: a what a great what a great character. What an what a, an untimely demise he had in our campaign. But go on. <laughs> yeah, we'll
1: get into that another time, maybe. Um, So yeah, in this this world D&D, he's very much alive, but uh, Dracon is a tiefling barbarian. He's like a red tiefling of Infernal or one of them, so he's kind of resistant to fire. Very cool. Um, Barbarian, so essentially, you know yourself, he's got high strength and high constitution. Uh, Usually, like charisma and intelligence are really fucking low. Like dexterity is not too bad, but um, luckily for me, really early on, I found an item that just Buffs your intelligence to like level 18, and I've had that on my like fucking nice. barbarian the yeah. whole time. So I'm still shit with like um uh persuasion checks and shit like that, but I've got Asterion or other characters for that, yeah. But for using intimidation, like your barbarian skills, as well, like it's just it's very satisfying, and that's how I've been playing like this build, you know, like I've just been going through it, like um any kind of threat that I kind of get into, I'm, I'm obviously going to use my strengths in this. And yeah. my strength is intimidation. So I'm kind of like, I've already decided I'm playing on the side of good, like chaotic good, but I'm I'm going to do like the better kind of things overall, mm-hmm. story-wise. Um, so it's just nice to kind of intimidate people into like, I don't know, letting me fight them but also you know getting out of the situation because like i i'm i'm a fiend for that like if i talk my way out of a situation I like okay cool but I'm still going to fight and kill them because yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'll yeah. just like set I mean, my troops up and stuff, then wreck like, them you know. like it's just if you're playing a barbarian which I am obviously I'm going to absolutely just use him non-stop and when you get to level 5 like it really opens up for you like uh, where you were in there were you 5 were you 4 yes I
0: just got my characters up to level 5 so so is if, that
1: act 1 kind of territory
0: I think so I mean yeah. I, I level 5 I unlocked like not that long ago and I mean there's a big you know there is a big gap between level leveling up at one point between level 4 and five, I yeah. thought it took me feckin' ages It does take to a long time,
1: especially in Act 1, because you really have to finish out a lot of side quests yes, just to get to that the level 5. Point. So
0: I think, for me, I got to level 5. I don't imagine I'll get to level 6 before no, I complete, yeah, because yeah. I've only got very little, yeah. little yeah, yeah. tidbits so to do.
1: E- even just getting to 5, and look, 5 as a barbarian, when you finally get there, it's same with fighters and some other classes, but you get a second attack. So the fact that you are just a big tank that rages, runs into battle, and attacks, now you've got your second attack, and the game just changes drastically for you you know like you just come along hit someone twice and then shove them away from you I was, and just push them off either a ledge cliff a fucking yeah. into a big burning pit I don't know whatever you want it does You're
0: Like I, good point on, on the level 5 thing because I just noticed I was playing it a lot last night to kind of catch up I haven't really given it a, a whole lot of playtime over the last week or two but I was uh, playing a good bit last night and had that level 5 kind of experience where I was you know I, I'll get into my character now but I have, I'm have i playing as a paladin at the minute nice. and I get the, the two attack thing with the paladin and, and my like it's just changed you know your whole party just seems that much more efficient you know in, in battle and stuff more capable as yes, well yes like. yeah absolutely so for me i went for a drow uh mm-hmm. i went for a little dark drow uh dark drow paladin and i went for um i can't remember it's like oath keeper or whatever paladin thing that, that i meant to be doing things for for good essentially yeah, so my whole like very drow like <laughs> exactly so i was kind of this this because there's the the loth drows and the the seldarine drows or sildaran drows um who are kind of a little bit more on the not, not the good side the neutral side I guess mm-hmm. whereas the Lothrows are the bad guys I went for the more neutral and, and my guy's kind of like looking for a bit of a redemption arc you know trying to be a bit more of that um, good guy but the cool thing about the, the paladins is that you swear an oath and if you break that oath things change and I was in um, and we'll, we'll get to it I was in the Zentharum um, dungeon place uh, accidentally set something on fire, and my game, pl- my game play. The way I do this game is, I do not go by whatever happens. Happens for me, and I I let it live like that. Ugh. Which has been
1: high risk being a paladin because you must have to ta- toggle non. Um- what is, non-lethal, what is the non-lethal yeah, all I, the time
0: i didn't do it this time so i i mm. accidentally set some oil on fire which was actually a trap in this then there place which set the whole place alight and killed everybody and next thing i know i got this dude coming to me in the night being like you have broken your oath and i was like well this shit's cool like and I, was, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really mind it at all it was actually quite interesting um but yeah the, the, this the amount of stuff that your characters can have in terms of race and class is phenomenally good like with the drow i get certain spells as mm. i as i go on and then The paladin class is just hella fun as well in terms of... Because there's so many cool-looking items and stuff in the game and gear and equipment. I like playing as someone who can handle like the medium to heavy armor because yep. there's a lot out yep. there to look for whereas a lot of the the party and we'll, we'll talk about the companions in the episode but a lot of the party tends to just lean towards light armor most of the time mm-hmm. and there is i mean they, some of them look fine but there's some really interesting armor that's in the medium and heavy <laughs> class and i'm glad yeah. my character can actually uh, wear without there being any sort of disadvantages or anything um see so yeah, interesting character choices guys so we have a, an elf bard from craig and uh, a thiefling barbarian which is a very cool one it's very mm-hmm. um, Carlek, who's kind of who we get to, and then myself a drow, a drow paladin. So, um, from an introductory point of view, let's actually talk about the game, the gameplay itself. I mean, I played this on the Stadia back in its beta. Two oh, yeah, years yeah. ago, um, I was playing through some stuff. Now, it, it was it was buggy a lot two years well, ago. it's still and, buggy, buggy. Yes, it's <laughs> still buggy, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot better than it used to be, I'll tell you that much. But um, it was interesting coming back to it and seeing how they've refined a lot of things compared to what I used to play on the Stadia. But from an entry-level perspective, did you guys find, because there's a lot to take in in this mm-hmm. game, I think, did you guys find starting to play it that the, it was quite uh, unwieldy to begin with? As the game was difficult to kind of get into, there's a Uh, lot of options.
1: For me, I think uh, two things worked in my favor. So uh, to answer your question really quickly, um, no, I was actually all right with it. But really quickly again, uh, two reasons are: one is like I always ram on about the the wasteland games and stuff like that, yep. and like obviously they are not the same in the sense one's D and D and one's in an Apocalypse or whatever. But what is the same is the kind of control layout and config. So like grouping people together, mm-hmm. uh, going into your your wheels and stuff to go into your abilities and all that stuff again. So having done something like that and even little things like the toggling shortcuts you know like if you uh, press in l3 you can kind of uh scout your camera forward and all now i don't know if user have been i only around learned about that. that on halfway through act two when you needed to do that for a quest and it drove me insane because i didn't know that that was that whole hold l3 move your stick around mm-hmm. i not once did i know that that was a thing not once did the game tell me that that was a thing but that is definitely a thing and is needed for a couple of
0: Big later important quests. things
1: later on, and I was going crazy because I couldn't figure it out. Uh, well, I like from Wasteland, you, you would use that all the time. And in this, I would have done it right from the get go just to see if it worked. It did mm. work, I was like, Oh, this is great, and I just would have assumed that it came up in the tutorial and I just didn't pay attention. Uh, but if you're not aware of it, then it's well, I mean, it's like, still oh. it still could have come up in this tutorial because they throw so much information at you at the beginning of the game that, that is it's just like that's you know, kind of I'm what I'm taking most of it in, like, yeah. You
0: know? That's what I was kind of getting at because for me playing it, if like, there's a control system thing and I needed to learn but you know and that's that, That's difficult enough in and of itself but the D&D aspect of the gameplay if you haven't played D&D before in your life oh, ever man, yeah. oh, thank oh, god we played it for uh, years like
1: because <laughs> yeah. that was the second thing I felt worked in my favour was knowing the character that I was going like because I've played Dracon, and you've well you actually didn't play Strafe in this playthrough and you didn't play as uh, what was your man's name I, I played Gregory.
0: oh Gregory Raynor, yes yeah. I mean he was a paladin I suppose Aye. a human paladin back in the day but again I was I was always the DMs so, I mean, I, I kind of got a, a very good, like a, what say, a loose grasp of all of the classes that were you, out yes, there, yes. but I never really got in, in depth with anything. So just playing through this as the paladin and really getting into the character sheet side of things. I really did
1: struggle, though, with the Bard at first. And like, I was really relying on LaZelle, who was the fighter that I knew so well. And for ages, I was like, no, the fighter is easily the best class because she was just wrecking everything yeah, for yeah. me because I just knew how the work her so well. Whereas the Bard, I was just like, I'm giving you inspiration. Wow. How amazing is that? <laughs> You, i was you, bored like what know?
0: was cool is when we all picked up the game we were kind of sending pictures into the the podcast chat about like what our character looked like and who we what we went for and stuff i thought it was really interesting you sent me the picture or you put up the picture of your character craig and i was like a bard that does surprise me i never anticipated you you of all people would go for a bard but there is i mean like you know going on forums and stuff back in the D D days when we played it like the fighter and stuff is a good class but they kind of um flat out you know they kind of flatline later on like as they get higher levels just they're not hugely exciting whereas some of the other classes the higher level you get the, the more there is to it like the fighter's good at the start and tends to kind of peter off well no like a
1: level 11 is where the fighter like becomes amazing because he gets his third attack yeah. and like <laughs> yeah i mean columns will tell you like the like the uh is it berserker is it what, what's it called sorry barbarian, barbarian. But like after like level five or six the barbarians nothing you know the fighter is relevant the entire way through. that's good to the point where like even whenever people multi-class like it's it's always worth picking up fighter for one or two levels just for action surge or just for medium and heavy armor proficiencies like yeah so it's i actually think fighter is amazing the entire way through, and like i'll always lean towards fighter is like my favorite class just because i just think it's so relevant the whole way up. That's like good.
0: It. That's good. So we'll go into, I suppose, like the the characters that we get introduced to, and and we'll look at them as as they as they appear. I guess. So our first character we're introduced to in this game is uh, Lazelle. Who as you said Craig is the, the fighter class and is a for those d and d nerds out there a Githy Yankee, Who was my first when I when I first played through the game I picked a Githy Yankee, but he was so ugly I just couldn't I, I couldn't <laughs> keep it up I had to get rid of him and go they for my second character. They very to up, sorry, yeah, I, they were ugly. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, that's yeah. terrible. Just
1: super bony, like I they're made a githyanki as well. I kept walking around naked and yeah, everyone was a real squirmy. Yeah, Craig, <laughs> like, th- put it away.
0: <laughs> they're just very strange looking. So, um, in terms of. Open to Act 1, I mean, we know that in this game you can, like, build relationships with characters, and some of them are, like, romances, again, like you have it in big RPGs. Uh, Lazy Ella's a character, how did you guys, did you guys, are you guys enjoying her, not enjoying her story, her arc?
1: Um, well, I missed a lot of her arc, because I accidentally didn't finish the Get Yankee Crash thing, so... A lot of the stuff she's saying now in Act Three doesn't make any sense to me because yeah, it's it's Act seen, Three, though, so I know, but she's saying a lot of stuff in Act Three that doesn't make any sense to me because I missed the stuff in Act okay, One, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, uh, it's, it annoys me that the game doesn't realize I didn't do that, you know? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. she's acting like I did and I didn't, um, but she's an absolute bitch, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of enjoy that about her, but like because I'm playing as the good guy, she's constantly. Disapproving Amazing. of everything I do, yeah. like, you know. To the point where like I'm like, okay, maybe I need to like get a few nice people into my into my into team priority. here. But it was mad because Lazelle was actually the first character that wanted to sleep with my character, despite never ever agreeing with anything I do.
0: Yeah. I said no because I think yankee are gross yeah. <laughs> and violent and mean so i said no you, nah, you i can't. of course said yeah, you can't have this body, body like La- La- Lazelle, happen. you know what about you colm did you enjoy are you enjoying her as a character mm-hmm. or
1: um <clears throat> excuse me uh well at the very start of the game uh do you know when you you come out with the nautiloid ship yes and you land uh i got shadow heart gale and then Asterion, and I totally forgot that uh Lezel even existed as a character. Nice. And I just played through act one uh, most of the way and then the lads like were all chatting about the game and they're like, Oh, did you get Lazel? And like, who's who the fuck is that? And they're like, They get the Yankee. I'm like, I, uh, what? <laughs> I have no idea which what <laughs> what are you talking guys on about? <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, you get her at the start, she's in a cage. And I was like, Oh fuck, I missed her. All right, yeah. so I'll, i go back to the cage and there's just two dead people on the ground, two dead tieflings and she's gone. And I was just like, uh, I think I think I she's gone. Like, wait, is she, are you sure he's she's meant to be here? So I, I do
0: love that about the game as well. In terms of those moments where, if you take short rests or long rests to kind of you know revitalize the team and everything like that, uh, things in the open world move along. Like, isn't days are passing or nights are mm-hmm. passing? So things actually will move along. So I love that if you're not. If you're, like, long rest and quite frequently, chances are you'll miss out on a few bits and pieces because the world still moves on while you're taking these long-rests. So usually got-
1: there's some sort of indication when something like that happens, though. Like, I've always been told when, like, it's like, okay, hey, there's this news bulletin, and if you don't do this today, there's going to be bad news. Like, they usually tell you in advance. Even if you go to long-rest, like, there's a, a, a scene in the very end of Act 1... Um, your man near i don't know if you've uh, have you been to the drag uh, camp that's where i am right now okay well mm-hmm. well there that's act two okay but in that act though there is a bit, like it will tell you if you try to sleep that like hey just so you know something may happen if you sleep like the game will actively tell you i never got that update because where you're talking about i did sleep and when i woke up some shit had gone down, and <laughs> because it's act two, I'm not going to say what that shit was, mm, but I fucked myself over. But I didn't but really because didn't, cause like, it doesn't matter either way. Like, it wasn't like, oh no, you got the wrong choice. Well, I was at the shop in the place where that happens, and I bought something, and I was just like, oh shit, I'm playing as my barbarian. I have no fucking charisma, so I'm going to go to my camp, I'm going to get Will in my party. He's a guy quite high in the charisma. Charismatic. So while I'm there, I'm like, well, everyone's fucking wrecked because I've just gone through some part of the level again where I've gotten wrecked. No spoilies. Mm -hmm. And then I rested. I got no no warning of it. Just came out and... Everybody was dead. I think <laughs> the warning actually because you can rest once, you can't rest twice. twice. So I think it uh, came up the first time, and you just weren't paying. attention. It maybe just just skip it. Like because oh, the second I'll take time it doesn't tell you because it, it warns you the first time.
0: Um. Mm. So then got, moving on, then we've got Shadow Heart, is probably the next character that we're introduced to. I think a, like a fan favorite seems to be the case with yeah. Shadow yeah. She's a pretty she.
1: Uh, the voice actor for her is amazing. Yeah, you know? I've voice, never heard her in any other video game, no. but like it's so clear, it's so precise. Yeah, you know. The voice it's acting really across
0: really the board is, tends to be, tends mm-hmm. to be quite, quite good in the game. And from my own perspective, I'm a big fan of Shadowheart. And in terms of her arc and stuff like that, I don't know if you guys remember. Um, in the start of the game, you have her, you're walking around and she doesn't really like you. And you don't really know anything about her. She's got this weird artifact with her that you still don't really know anything about. But then you go into an owlbear cave. Just as a little side part. And there's a chest there that is magically sealed. Did either of you two manage to get that chest I open? I did not. No, another one. You're on the belt, no. I got the chest open, and yeah. it was uh, Gail has a has a magic. Uh, he's got like some magic that just opens mundane locks. Apparently, it's called it's called knock, and I used it on this this box, and there's like a you know there's lots of things in it from like a certain religion. That uh, Shadowheart is very anti against, which is interesting because that's when you start to understand her as a character. Mm-hmm. And she opened up lots to me at this point, and I was like, "Wow! Like this, sh- this Shadowheart characters are pretty cool. Like she's, she's like, whereas like uh, Saloon or S- Salune, I don't how, however you pronounce that, like the god of like light or whatever else, she's worships the opposite, like Shar. Sh- sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, I didn't really know anything about this until I opened this thing. and it was like, there was a an idol, there's a couple of idols in this chest, like, you know, worshipping Selina or whatever, and then Shutterheart's like, bah, you know, fuck this one, I'm all about Shar, you know, the, the, the dark god or whatever. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this, this. she is a cool, she's a cool character. She's a cool
1: character, but her trickster class is not very good. I had to switch that to a life cleric very, very early on, because I mm-hmm. was like, she keeps having all these kind of like shadow skills, which just aren't, helpful you know I'll be just like no nah, no nah, if you're going to be a cleric I need you to have a couple of heals. spells yeah, like yeah. and as a cleric she's great like I, I've just used her as a cleric the whole time so, uh, some of for her armor piece I don't know if they're just for her but some armor pieces like when you heal somebody they'll give you some healing points as well mm-hmm. uh, and I just have her coated in like armor pieces like that so when she heals she's healing my Drakon she's yeah. getting like 7 or 8 health herself it's just yeah. like ooh I love yeah. it she's a great
0: character and like I think that the, the mace shield combo that I have mm. or the flail shield combo that I have makes <clears throat> her like not only is she she's got some good magic she's good at healing but she's kind of tanky got, too she's kind of tanky yeah. yeah which is quite like her armor class for me is about 15 or 16 which for a cleric no. is but I remember oh when yeah, i for act 1 yeah, yes she's the highest
1: AC out of any of my characters Characters like, you know? Currently. Because she doesn't need weapons for anything, so I just give her stuff that boosts her Boost armor, like, yeah, you know, Just yeah. give her a really good shield and some weapon that.
0: So after after Shadowheart, we come up against uh, Asteria. Or no, Gale. It's Gale or next. It's Gale yeah. next. So you pull him out of the portal. Um, from having discussions with you guys, I know that you guys aren't really, or at least up until the last point I talked to you, weren't really Gale users. You didn't yeah. really have Gale the Sorcerer on your team. Has that changed at all? It just
1: At the very start of the game, um, finding rare items is like. Like, if you encounter something green, it's, like, dagger plus one. But that is awesome for where you are in the game. Yeah. And Gale's like, give me that. Give me that. I need some stuff. I need I need to ruin it to make myself feel better. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to ignore you as a character because I'm not giving you all my best things. You're, you're like, just you know, robbing me? You're just Yeah, you're just <laughs> taking things and not doing anything for me because of that. Mm-hmm. Plus, the wizards aren't really my thing. I like it, all my characters, to have armor and weapons and yeah. stuff like that. Now that I'm in Act 3, I've really started to use Gale just because of where his story is going but I don't want to talk about that but in act one I didn't use him once you nice. know? and okay. I just allowed him to suffer in pain and At like, the he, camp. he always had this like dialogue thing where he wanted to talk to me and I ignored him for it's hours it's like you ain't getting hours. any of my shit Yes,
0: yeah. uh, Colin what about you are you a Gale user
1: uh, I'm not a Gale user but I th- I I can't actually remember, but we've kissed in camp, so uh, <laughs> oh! you know, I'm a bit of a fan getting, that way. Getting
0: romantic with Gail, I like it.
1: Um, Without jumping too far ahead, I'll just say, because it's about Shadowheart as well, I was trying to romance the pants off of uh, Shadowheart, mm-hmm. and fucking Will cock-blocked me because of my own fault i accidentally did this in mass effect as well but i was trying to skip his dialogue and i basically told him that i loved him and i was like oh you told, shit!" you told will that you loved him i told will that i loved him and then i was like oh shit well hopefully that won't do anything you or can whatever relationship with anyone at any time yes but i uh, then got into a conversation with shadowheart and she was just like oh you are you are like really a big thing with Will now so oh, I'll step damn. aside and the dialogue options wouldn't let me say he means nothing to me or like, like <laughs> could, could you not just end your relationship with Will and then go back to that dialogue just came up yeah, so, I, so I think go back the moment passes it. because
0: what I find interesting about the game is that you do get these I think um, do or die moments and I had it with uh, Lazelle Le- where she was like oh I need you I want you and I was like absolutely not and she was like well you'll never get this from me again and up to this point I never have so I think there yeah. is a like it's a yeah. yay or nay and that's it and um, so, yeah, okay. So, Gail, uh, because you're romancing Gail. You, you no, Gail, to- I got
1: to kiss Gail, which was great. Um, I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but as playing with him, maybe on my second playthrough or something like that, but. Uh like Craig said as well, at the very beginning of the game, he is quite annoying. But in fairness to him, it's only four items, I believe. And then after that, he doesn't need any more. Yeah. But oh, okay. in the early game, like, that's a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think very few good items. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of stuff.
0: I've been using him a lot in the last kind of two or three little sections that I've done in the game. Love him. Love mm-hmm. him. Put a lot of work into him. I love his charisma. I love his character. I love his his chats and the things that he reacts to. I, mm-hmm. And, like, the the conversation pieces that the party have amongst each themselves when they're walking around yeah i love what gail has to say he's just real he's just real he doesn't give a shit he's happy yeah. and I, i'm a big fan he's just a real ladies man yeah okay. he is a real ladies' i man.
1: really like his voice actor as well and i do find that where i am in the game just because i don't like him for combat there's times where i'm like i would like gail here for this like conversation or to be but like around the town so, for this. sometimes no matter how you think when your characters will react it could be any one of the three characters that does react, no matter yes. what the situation exactly, is. Exactly, like, yeah. You know? it's it te- So te- sometimes te- it randomised. can be annoying where you're like, oh, clearly this is a moment for Shadow Hearts," but then Gail will start talking. Yeah. You know? And you're, you're like, like "What? get that- out of here. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so I'm a big fan of Gail. Having a sorcerer in the team has been really cool, um, especially in the last couple of things. I'm kind of in the Underdark, which a lot of people say is Act 2, so we might leave that for kind of Act 2. But he's been hugely beneficial for me in the Underdark. I've been a big fan. I gave him a cloak. He looks like the, he's the proper sorcerer-looking dude at the minute. Big, big fan. Um, after him, we've got Asterion, who's kind of like the roguey type who you learn is a vampire as well. Interesting character.
1: My favorite character in the game, for sure. Nice. He, I really, really, in Act 1, I used him as my main damage dealer. And He's I loved his play good. style because, yeah. like, attacking from stealth in a game is so much easier than in a DD and d session. You know, yes. where you're like, okay, Darren, can I go into stealth? And you're like, oh, roll for stealth. And you have to roll that constantly. Yeah. Whereas in the game, all I have to do is press down which I didn't realize because the game didn't tell me that. So down and up, like down being crouch and up being jump, like for ages, for the first 10 hours of that game, I was scrolling or one or one, you know, yeah. going so to or one or one jump. I told you jump. both of those I He told me eventually I with you on this, So I, I was
0: playing the split screen with Kev and I was playing as my uh, little uh, uh, gnome called Robar, who I love. And I was playing on Kev's uh, file. And I, he saw me doing that, like rolling to the to the to the option wheels to jump over this bridge. He was like, you know, you can just press up on that, right? And I'm like, I am probably about 40 hours into the game at this stage and my jaw dropped. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, and you press down to hide. I was like, oh my yeah. fucking God, I've wasted so much time. <laughs> yeah. Like, double tap on aura 1. So I'm glad, I'm glad you guys... Thank you, Colin yeah, for Thank you, for yeah, yeah. But
1: <laughs> as good as his play style is, on several occasions, because he can attack from such a distance... Like, I use him with, like as an archer, basically. Yeah. Like, daggers and crap are useless. In this game, like, range is... Huge, like you know, it's so good. But like, there's been loads of times when like I got like close to a character that I could have talked to if I just walked straight up to, but because I was crouched and they had a visible range, I was always killing them from a distance, <laughs> thinking that like if I if they'd spotted me, it would have initiated combat. Oh, damn. So I'm just killing off characters, and I'm like, yes, got them. <laughs> but then I'm like, if I reload from an error or something, am like, oh my God, that was a good guy. Yeah, I can talk
0: to this dude, damn. Yeah, Sterion's great. His vampire uh, shtick is quite cool as well, that you can like bite people mid-fight, and it makes him happy, and it mm-hmm. makes him just like a Gives better a bonus. Better all of his ability checks which is so so cool Mm. uh again voice acting for him is great i love his kind of carefree stuff his laugh is is
1: brilliant oh yeah yeah he's Uh, he's so good his uh, let's just call it his final kind of um companion mission Uh, i haven't done it yet in the final chapter but i've been saving it because he's my like he is my favorite character like Mm. i use him for all my charisma checks all my deception all of my fucking uh, lockpick oh, so he is, he's like, your yeah. face character he, he actually is my face yeah, which yeah. at times is annoying because I obviously want Dracon to be the face of course but then when you know that there's something coming up it's like okay well do I want to talk my way out of this if I do I kind of need the Asterion, Asterion yeah, up yeah. there and then if it looks like it's just going to be a showdown and I want it I'm like Dracon, get up there and start shouting at people <laughs> he's
0: uh, he's very cool I had when I realised I loved I loved him as a character was when I was doing the, the goblin camp and there's an area where you can uh, get up onto the rafters and look down down to at the at the kind of the castle below yeah and i felt like there was a fight coming so i snuck him up like the vampire up in the dark and the on the rafters with his like his bow and was whatever else and uh, he went up there and was firing down at everybody during that whole fight and i was like this guy is really like like hiding walking across these yeah, rafters yeah. hiding again taking shots bonus damage you know, just leaving
1: like, him somewhere while you just scouted yeah, just yeah, to yeah. have him there as backup the amount of times i did that was great like.
0: he was he, he is fantastic so then after that then i think our next character that we're in, introduced to is when we get to the goblin camp with will um, um, yeah. Will the Warlock? Uh, I think he probably had for me my favorite introduction for a character, kind of outside the walls to the Goblin camp where they're being attacked, or outside the walls to the sorry, the Grove is where you find him. And not he the just jumps
1: camp. down and starts slashing. Uh, calls
0: himself the Blade of Frontiers, dives oh, down, wrecks yeah. a couple of goblins and stuff. I was like, this guy's pretty cool. Yeah. And then when you go into the Grove, he's there teaching the younglings how to fight, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, But that's I got, I got those vibes, future you know? Vader moment. Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was like quite cool, and the Warlock was an. an one of the most recent games of D D that I played, I played a warlock, so I was quite familiar with his move set in the pack yes, and everything like rin. that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelker rin was like my character's yeah, name. Yeah, the
1: Eldritch Blast man.
0: Yeah, it was very, very cool. And the whole pack thing was was great as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you guys enjoy Will as a
1: character? I I use him at times in the open world for dialogue with certain characters. But I hate Will.
0: (laughs) Okay, what about you, Greg? (laughs) Um,
1: I unfortunately had to bench Asterion because my character kind of became Asterion. Like, I didn't need him anymore. My charisma was so good. My stealth was so good. And I was like, okay, I need someone else in my party. So I started using Will. And what I will say is, although Will is a good character, like the whole Eldritch Blast um, builds are just not fun. They're not good. They don't do enough damage. And I think the game is broken because even... um, you, if you pick the abilities that buff your eldritch bat blast by your charisma modifier, the game never tells you that it's active. Whatever mechanic yes. just hasn't yeah, yeah. been put in, so it'll always say one to ten damage, even though it should be five to six, top five to fifteen. Yeah, and it's just annoying that that is never calculated. Um, but I always found that his accuracy is just. Really, really bad and stuff like that. So I had to reclass him as Warlock Paladin. And oh, good choice. Now he's really, really whooping ass. Interesting. Like, you know? Okay. But yeah. as his default class, I was like, man, he's just doing like Lazelle is doing hundred damage plus. I'm doing hundred and fifty damage plus, and he's doing two eldritch blasts with like sixty percent accuracy for ten to fifteen. I'm like so rubbish. Yeah, know? yeah,
0: yeah. He is. I I do enjoy his story though. It's the, the the cool thing is that he his goal when you first meet him is to is to find um Carlack the devil yes. um who ends up being another companion and i do love the fact that when you go and you have choice obviously when you find the devil carlac you realize that she's actually um a good person and was just trying to escape what will thought you know the, the person she was fighting for she's actually trying to escape so she's a, she's a good guy ish essentially um and so for my playthrough i spared her but with will because he has a pact and he has these agreements he, he suffers punishments if he hasn't um Uh, done what he's supposed to do and one night I went back to camp and lo and behold his his
1: Mizora his his yeah.
0: master and fucking sends him into the, uh, you know the nine levels of hell uh for however long in, in his life. Do you know what I mean? He goes on the afraid, just comes back with fucking devil horns, he's all fucked up. And was that like, was really cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: But unfortunately, I thought he just looked really gross after that.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I I loved that it. it looked really, really gross after. But it's a cool I love that, it's a cool character arc. I love that the whole idea of that like for us we only see him for a couple of minutes down in the hells or like a couple of seconds worth of game time, whereas yeah, yeah. the way that the time works, he's been down. Down there for fucking weeks or whatever else, just in the hells, and he comes back with horns. I'm like, oh. so I think, um, as a story wise, I think he's what he's one of my favorite characters, yeah, uh, especially because yeah. you have that stuff now. and I haven't really gotten into it too much because I'm only at the end of Act One with his father, yeah. yeah. And so, I didn't realize it to anything with that. But a great story character, quite weak though.
1: I, 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 because you know, the way like the main thing for him in Act One is the Carlock thing and his dad, but like by Act Three, you really like I don't want to explain what happens, but like. How he actually Mizora, you know, had the pact over him mm-hmm. is a really, really cool story. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, and cool. there's, so there's a lot to figure out with Will. Whereas someone like Shadowheart, I thought her like her eventual conclusion to her arc wasn't nearly as good mm-hmm. as say someone like Will's, Will like yeah.
0: was. Colin, you had something to say there about Will.
1: Oh, <clears throat> I would say that the game kind of wants you to play true as Will with your party. Mm-hmm. Um I do feel like they kind of give him a stronger emphasis on having him in your party at the very least <clears throat> things like that would be you mentioned his father i didn't play baldur's gate 1 or 2 but one of the characters in that is uh, a guy called duke ravengard and will is his son mm-hmm. so the fact that like you are, are the you sure? son Aren't of they a previous of years hero. before no well, Duke Gravenguard is is a previous hero of maybe Baldur's Gate 2. I,
0: I was know. I was this a thing that there's a couple of characters in that game, either NPCs or just small little nods that are just from the previous. Well, uh, I know yeah, Gate some of those
1: whatever. are are elves, so naturally they they have hundreds yeah. of years of lifespan. But like. Will is a human, right? So his dad isn't. His dad yeah, but human. I don't. I don't
0: think there's that much of a gap between them. Although, yeah. I, again, I haven't played yeah. them. I, I've seen. You know. I've seen uh, footage of them, and I think they'd be quite difficult yeah. to <laughs> yeah. to play nowadays.
1: So yeah, essentially, what I mean is, anyway, the game kind of gives Will more of a backstory for maybe older gamers they're like yes. oh i get to play as the son of this character who i play it as previously yeah yeah, yeah it's a cool so. little nod and um, so
0: he goes into i guess the last character that we get on our team for act one at least anyway which just is carlock as well carlock that's yeah, what he means yeah. i'm guessing um, oh sorry yeah yeah so we get and she's like i think she's another one who's a massive fan favorite people seem to love Car- she Car-like of and all abilities. the characters
1: she's my least favorite really yeah, yeah. interesting I, I just don't like the whole engine thing or anything like that and yeah and I just had no. I guess maybe I had no place for her on my team because I chose Lazel. Of course, I was just like I'm going uh, fight uh, her. And
0: it is, I think, based on a balance for a, a squad. Yeah. It is you can't Laizelle really have or, both, no. yeah,
1: especially because I. Uh, got warlock slash paladin so i kind of have another with will i have yeah. another kind of physical i think it's untrue i think Carlock is my second favorite character nice. after asterion and myself of course um but basically Carlock is a barbarian and i play as a barbarian and you can have two barbarians in your party and it's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah i'd say so okay yeah. but sure yeah. why because you said carlac's your least favorite lazel is my least favorite and will just Whatever about the two of them I just don't use them And I only use my four characters Like pretty much For the entire game Uh I did try to swap Lazelle in and out From like After about Act 2 or something But something happened And now I don't do that with her So fuck (laughs) Lazelle. As of Act 3 I've used everyone Like my three, my main Shadow Shadowheart and Lazelle never change, but that fourth slot I rotate every like ten hours. Okay. You know, when I want to do a character-specific mission, I swap out that fourth of slot. Like, so I don't really have a set person.
0: But if you, if you, uh, that's my next question. Before we get into actually like the the the, the gameplay, the missions, the world itself, <laughs> uh, your your team, who's <laughs> who's your who was your favorite uh, team of? I would suppose three, because obviously yourself and then the three of the companions. Who are your three choices generally speaking? Who have you chosen the most? Do you reckon? Colin?
1: Asterion, Shadowheart, and Carlock craig um for me it's shadowheart lazelle and i honestly in act one it was asterion in act two it was will and in act three it's gale
0: so we'll say asterion is think this is our act one yeah, conversation. Guess, yeah. okay so uh <laughs> lazelle asterion and shadowheart, shadowheart yeah. uh, and my my team has been uh carlac uh, asterion and
1: gale who is your healer
0: uh, i've got a paladin's who got lay on hands which is very very powerful i've got don't like a, you
1: have like the only way you have like but you have divinity to physically channels
0: touch them. you do yes but my paladin is very uh i'm 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 jumping around the place i'm like my strength is through the roof so my okay. jump if, if i need to get anybody it's a, it's a, it's one jump away you know cuz my yeah. my jump range is fucking huge well, with how, my paladin
1: how much do you heal somebody with lay on hands
0: lay on hands can do up to like 20 22 with the greater because you get like a normal healing and a greater healing, and I have yeah. the greater healing now. Which I is I like, think
1: by act two, you'll be like wishing you had a proper healing. Well, I might.
0: This is the thing. I might change it, but like, they've been good. Like, and and I have everybody's like absolutely loaded with um, potions and potions yeah. of greater restoration and stuff like that. You as just well. don't
1: waste that stuff though. Like you know, that's costly. It I mean, is costly. No, spells this is just... are costly. <laughs> potions just fucking. I <laughs> mean, show them. Are at costly. They're well, really costly potions like I, have a value. I don't rest too often. No. Like I don't long rest just after every encounter. I'll like try keep going. Yes, and I think I, I short s- rest after every encounter. And nah. as a bard I get Song of Rest, which gives me an extra short rest. So I get three oh, short yeah, rests. That's handy. Rest. Yeah, that's dead yeah, And it is amazing, like, you know.
0: So going into I guess we've we kind of we've discussed the characters again and and I guess the thing we should talk about now is the world itself and the quests and the missions and are we enjoying the game itself is it fun is it whatever Um, I'm putting out there to you guys in act one what's kind of been your favourite area your favourite quest that you might have uh, you might have done to date and and I guess we'll get to it as well. Which quests have okay. gone well and which quests have gone pearly for you? I can, I can put my hand up and start with, with, okay, you go <laughs> with, with which quests have gone pearly for me, okay? So for, for those of you who have played Baldur's Gate 3 or listeners out there, you know that Goblin Camp is one of the main places that you're meant to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very excited and kind of did lots of side bits before I got around to it and I was like, here we go, the Goblin Camp. Cool thing about being a drow is when you get there everyone's like, not only did you have the authority thing because of the absolute religion, which is all to do with the parasites mm-hmm. that you get from the Mind Flayers, uh, but also, I have uh, my capabilities of being a drow, so they all think of me as a master. So I was walking through this place, being like, cool, no one's going to bother me, everyone's a little bit scared of me, I'm going to take this place by storm do lots of talk and get myself out of shitty situations uh walking through i came across um this cage kind of down in the castle somewhere and i went into it and there was a couple of spiders in there and i was like cool and i you know had i had like speak with animals or whatever and the spiders are telling me that the trap there and they need to get out so i was like oh that's sad so i let them <laughs> out little so did i know that the moment i let them out they went and attacked everybody and i got into this initiative which is it was like me versus the entire inside of the goblin camp like and the castle spies. and and but the, well, the spiders fought with me which was great you know yeah, me and, me and two spiders. But it ruined everything. So I couldn't talk to anybody anymore. Everybody just wanted to fight me. And the whole point to going to the goblin camp is that you're looking to try and save the first druid, Halson, who potentially could have the cure to save you uh, from the parasite and stop you turning into a mind flare. Um... I convinced Halson to, because I was so overwhelmed by the amount of people that wanted to fight me just all of a sudden, that I convinced Halson to stick with me to help me fight. And he turned into a bear, because he's a druid. He turned into a bear and went around, you know, fucking people up as a bear. And I said, this is great. But the fighting just wouldn't stop. And anytime I wanted to long rest, Halson would give out to me. He was like, you promised we'd exact our revenge here. I want them all dead. And I was (laughs) like, all right, all right, all right, we'll do that. We'll do that. Like, I won't long rest then. Fine. (laughs) And so we got to the point where I was fighting the drow, the last of the three people that you need to kill. I was fighting this, like, female drow person. I kind of annoyed that I couldn't get to talk to anybody because I'd hear that there was good dialogue you could have with all three of these leaders. Everyone just wanted me dead. <laughs> and this drow absolutely wrecked Halson and killed him. Yeah. And he's dead. And I haven't been able to... And the whole time is, like, the whole point of this game is to go... For me, at this in Act 1, it feels like the whole point of Act 1 is to go and save the druid. And I just got him absolutely murked. And I, you know... and <laughs> nice. It's the, it's. I well, thing I'm enjoying about the game. The goblin camp was probably the... Uh, my lowest moment but the fact that i whatever happens happens and i don't change it i don't reload i just let it go just just for the funsies of how chaotic my end game might be uh but the goblin camp was an absolute fucking disaster for me <laughs> halston, halston is dead in my my game and i you know i hear possibly he could potentially be a party member later on i don't know if i'll have that yeah um so yeah the goblin camp was a fun but uh went terribly uh a mission for me what about you guys you got a favorite
1: I also really, like, it was the part where the game really started to shine for me, because I was struggling with, like, the controls and all the stuff and what I could do, and generally I just wanted to, like, do most missions and kill the bad guys, you know? But by the time I got to the goblin camp, and I loved how, like, there was drought, there was, like, even humans in there, there was, like, yep. just co- a bunch of corrupt people, and I was like, oh my god, like, people hanging out with the goblins. Like, and I loved seeing the goblins just, like, and back beer and chasing the elbear bear around and i was like i love that i'm in the camp you yes. know like like they don't just attack me freely i'm actually like a welcome a welcome guest kind of thing yeah and just seeing that perspective like the evil perspective was really really cool because it's rare you get that in games but there was so much cool loot to kind of steal in that goblin camp and i was just like man there's just too many people around how am i gonna do this and eventually i figured out that i'm a bard and I could do a performance with my violin. And when you do a performance, a lot of people will come over the, and gather around yeah, you. Yeah, it you. And cool. as soon as they did that, I would switch to a stereo and b- rob everybody <laughs> while they were like fixated on the performance. And I was like, yeah. this is brilliant. I finally got a nice little thing going. Yeah. Where like there's even a, a place right beside where that like uh, kind of hell demon is sitting. There's like this gate that's locked and like in, behind it is like a bunch of treasure that the goblins yes. are but there was these two guards that kept walking up there and i could never open it because it kept getting too close so i just had lazel like or my main or my main character is Feroral, is the uh is the barrett but i just had him stand in the center of the stage doing a performance and about 20 guys flocked to me and i just spent about 20 minutes as asterion robbing everything and i was just like like the game is clicked for me it was that yeah. moment where I was like okay now I'm really having fun with this good
0: good excellent what about you Colm your 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 moment that you've kind of enjoyed quest wise area wise has there been a favorite part from Act 1
1: Um, I'd, I'd say as soon as you crash land I think that was just such a fun and excitement part because like you were literally just running for the first like half hour and just coming across characters and you were like oh I'll go up here there's like the fog like maybe this will be the end of this area and then there's just branching paths and you're like Oh, I don't know if I want to go that way now. Like you're almost like it's yeah. it's too vast, and I don't know how to orientate yeah, myself. Yeah, like, yeah, too many um, choices, you know. Yeah, don't, and don't like worry. that is that is great to have in a game, uh, of course. Um, there's another thing I do love about the uh, game. There's there's a point where you venture kind of uh, west, and you come across like a a few trolls near the the. What are they called again? The goblin hangout? Oh right the there? the blighted the village. The blighted yes, village. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I had great fun and yeah, but I got fucking wrecked. You had to fight them did times. You? Oh well I didn't have to fight them. I, I i talked my way out of the situation, but I like I said earlier, I played the barbarian and with my new freedom and my friends, I just tried to basically orientate myself in the best way to ambush the tree trolls. Yeah. And every time I did it, I was just too close and they would wipe my party within like two turns, like the entire party wiped. No one ever had a chance to heal. So in the end, the only way that I could do it was there up here, kind of let's say to the north, I run south down and there's this abandoned building with a second floor uh, window. From the second floor window, I had three of my characters with um, bow and arrows and stuff like that. I had one character, my Dracon throw like about five or six grease bottles on the floor, Mm -hmm. the entire length towards those guys where they would have to come running towards us. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, jumped over the grease, went over to the first troll that has his back, like his leader. And I just like went to attack i think i missed him on my first <laughs> attack and i was like oh so i was like do i reload what do i do what do i do i hit him again um and then like i just hit him so it was like all right Grant, i just turn i jump over um, and over the like not even over that i jumped over like a ledge let's say but they can't do that so they had to come down the stairs and there's about five or six fucking oil uh, Grease things on the floor So I run down Get my Dracon to dash after In his next turn He gets back up to where The other three are So now there's four of us up there The guys are running down One of them falls So we all target that one And we have advantage on him now Because he's injured (laughs) And then the other one Like the leader charges Or dashes And he gets like to the front Like the very Like he went from the last Grease pouch to the very end of it. And I was like, oh fuck, he's he's getting through too quickly. He's getting through too quickly. I was like, Asterion didn't have like the best angle on him. So I cast fireball and it just like erupted. He, he, didn't die but it took a lot of damage off him and it you just set like the, the grease on fire was the this? grease yeah, on, well yeah. no if you hit them in grease then they also like it ignites everything and the guy that was on the ground just outright dies like he, he had already been hit a little bit but he just like the inferno burnt him the other two trolls are just running uh, in like difficult terrain and while meanwhile the rest of us are all just peppering down arrows and shit and i think they have like a slingshot or a rock throw ability mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they were still like fucking throwing damage back and then by the time like the three of them are all running down only one of them actually makes it to get to like head-on combat and it took fucking ages but it was just this planning over and over meticulously because like if i was too up in their face i was getting wrecked I, so i had to lure them to me to get I that win
0: love that you went through the effort of trying to kill the three craig i don't know if you did what i did in that, well my that charisma though.
1: was so high i just taught my way out of it and then they were like Okay, here's this thing. Call us if you need help. Yeah, I got, that. I got that <laughs> so as well. I can summon them to, and I still haven't used that. Yeah. So I can summon them at any point. Yeah,
0: they the three of them decided to join. I said to them I, I intimidated them. Uh, which was quite good because I was a drow so I had like a little bit of an advantage on my intimidation and I intimidated them into being like yo you don't fight for these goblins or the absolute anymore you fight for me and they're like "Well, okay well here's a horn call us if you ever if you're ever in trouble and need help and I am I'm just dying for the moment where I'm like I'm really struggling here oh I can use those three trolls three goblin
1: pack uh, camp moment was your perfect yeah, there. yeah, you could have saved Alison. But I, I know <laughs> yeah. I could have.
0: But I completely forgot. It's so funny because there's so much stuff in the yeah. game that I completely it forgot is, yeah. I had. That, like you know, I,
1: the only reason I haven't used mine is just because I forgot all about it until right now. Like mm. you know,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, is there any other kind of like? I mean, just there's loads of loads of quests. I might run through kind of a few things here because we're already, we're well on, to, we're well into our time at the minute. We'll, you know we're going to do a part two and a part three of the Balor's Gate anyway. But um, I'll run through a few. Oh, I mean, for for fun, um there's the rescue the gnome attached to the windmill
1: yeah that, that was, was fun. funny yeah I, I i failed that by accident the first time and then i reloaded
0: by fail did you because i snuck in around the back and hit the wrong brake button that's exactly what i did so <laughs> i
1: i <laughs> talked my way through but I just I didn't think of it I just saw a lever it said break it said and break I on just, it. Yeah, it said yeah. like
0: release break and that's what I did but it <laughs> sped up the windmill and he flew off the because he you know, for, you know for anybody who hasn't done that quest yet he's attached to one of the the rungs of the windmill let's say and he needs to be freed and you're meant yeah. to stop the windmill but there's two levers right beside each other both of them have break in the title yeah. and I released the brake or the slow brakes so that made that windmill turn faster, and he just flew off out to the. I don't does know. Does it I don't kill him though? It does, does kill him? Oh, yeah. it yeah. does. Oh, wow.
1: Because he's in a lot of quests later. <laughs> that same guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead. Is it Wolverine? Is that him? Yes. Is it? Ah, fuck. I was wondering how I knew him. He's yeah. an asshole. Well, he's, but anyways. anyway. He's... No, the 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 guy who's friends with Woburn. oh maybe he's
0: he's dead for me anyway i won't be seeing him again i guess yeah um so that was a fun one uh, one of the ones that one of my favorite ones that was really really dark and i only finished it the other day was the the hag and saving uh that's or, the probably the Marina.
1: toughest quest in act 1 yes. i would say yeah. Yeah. just him. because of all those fucking traps like yeah. they wreck like i had just long rested and then i was like okay i know if i go through here i have to fight the hag and i took one step and then a fucking acid bomb went off and did like turdy damage to all my characters yeah. and I just immediately had to reload the game yeah. like you know yeah
0: it's a tough one I loved it for how uh, dark it was and it was it was it was real fantasy it was real DD for me I, I got stuck into that one because you arrive at the house and she's anti-Ethel and she's all lovely and then you're like what the fuck's going you on with this you actually see girl? her at the grove as yes. well
1: I only realized it because I replayed the game recently and she's actually there she, served me, gruel. she
0: served me gruel on my on my playthrough yeah. and then I was like what that because you you spot her out in the open uh near the bog area and I'm like oh Auntie Ethel and I told those guys to like um, to leave her alone but she was kind of being a bit weird so I wasn't fully on her side and then she got real aggro with me and left and I was like that's strange and then I went and found uh, the place that you know this, this this place in the bog and I went in and there's Auntie Ethel again with this girl who's sitting at the table being force fed almost
1: She's and I was like, like you're eating for two yeah, on, eat. yeah and yeah. I was like yeah, uh, listen Auntie did you, you wanna... see the gnomes before that Those like, the red cap the sheep um, that she had out in the field because you know, before you get to the house, there's like a bunch of sheep walking around. I did not see the sheep. Oh, okay. Well, if you use sea invisibility... You see that those aren't sheep at all, and they're her minions. Oh, and I so was like, "Oh my god, that's so creepy!" Like, and then there's like a dialogue option to re- like keep acting like they're sheep. Yes, and I I did that, so I didn't want them to know who I was.
0: So interesting enough for me, when I got down there, I can't remember how I had an option, but I had an option to kind of uncover that this wasn't normal map, that it was a swamp bog. So I was walking through, and it was all lovely at a moment, and then I had like a perception check or a wisdom check, and yeah. it was like this isn't a uh, a normal place. This is a bog, and the whole thing disappeared for me, and then I realized that. She had all these minions, they were called red caps, just kind of like little gnome, gross little gnome dudes walk around the place. They left me alone for the most part, but once I went into the place and uh accosted her, yeah, yeah. and she turned into the hag, Mm -hmm. that was really cool. But you go through her whole dungeon, it's really dark, you know. It's like she's kind of trapped loads of people and she has them stuck in their own horrible worlds because they had these wishes for the hag and she granted them, but there was always
1: a catch. And And they're all like on one health, like in between life and death, they're just it's all really disturbing, it's really
0: disturbing, yeah, yeah. And then I went in finally and and the fight to to, you guys saved my ass because I went into the fight to to fight her as the hag she turns into the hag she looks amazing as the hag um and then she takes the girl the pregnant girl who you kind of go in to save and she locks her in a cage and for the fight the very first thing that she does is she lights the cage on fire Mm -hmm. and I kept losing because that fire burns that cage out in three turns and she kept falling to her death and I was like what the hell and I was really annoyed because to me it just seemed overly hard so I, I quit it and I left that quest didn't go back to it for ages and then I was talking to you two like you don't know you can just throw water over the cage and it puts the fire out and
1: i was like oh, or you can walk yeah. up to the panel and just hit the switch and it lowers the cage. No, I didn't, didn't know that either. <laughs> it's very hard to see the panel, but it is right where Antieto is initially <laughs> standing. Right. So, like, I couldn't see it at all. It was only because I looked up on the video. I kept losing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what am I going to do here? Great
0: quest though. And it's so dark afterwards, because then you realize that um, she is, she's pregnant. She just wanted to raise the kid on her own and her husband had died. So she goes to the hag to to wish that her husband could come back to life. And I went in and I found the wand after I killed the hag or... No I think I just sent her away I was like You know you're not taking her You're not taking anybody You're going to give me Whatever power I want And you're going to leave And I intimidated the hell out of her And it worked and she left
1: Did she give you a hair?
0: Uh, she gave me here and I used yeah. that on my, my like constitution, so now I've got loads of HP ah, and everything, it's excellent. great. Yeah. Um, but she fecked off then and I was like, Great, and then I went out to find this girl and she was real sad and she hated me because she was like, She was gonna get my husband back and then I went in and I was like, Hey look, I found this one that might revive your husband and I saw her by this coffin then later on. And I was like, Oh look, you know, I'm I'm sorry, here, let's raise your husband back from the dead and it's just a fucking zombie. Yeah. and she goes Connor Connor, yeah, and yeah. she goes A and now I've got this one that will just summon Connor, I guess, whenever Oh you I, have the wand? I have the wand. I, I, her so I gave Connor her the wand, <laughs> yeah. no no I kept the one I was like "Uh, fucking zombie to help me because it reminded me of when we played D&D and Colin I think you animated uh, I had a corpse and Andy had a load of snakes and yeah and Andy used the snakes to stay in the corpse and you just used the corpse as another in our D&D game and at the moment I saw Zombie Connor I was like I'm keeping him I'm keeping him for whatever I want what a
1: reference too
0: yeah um yeah. any other kind of before because we i guess we need to finish up soon but is there any sort of other quests or things about the game that you'd love to mention before we kind of leave it and we will do a part two and part three yeah, and kind of sure. uh, get into I'd love the game to do, a more.
1: Um, very quickly is just a useful hints and tips and stuff for the game little very things good. you probably didn't know about like we already talked about you just press up to jump down uh, is to go into stealth if you hold up you get out your torch um, L3. PC gamers are probably laughing at this right now Oh man, stop, <laughs> yeah, yeah L, Well like the same layout will be for Xbox and PS5 So yeah. like um, like your L3 or your left analog stick Press that in, you can scout forward uh, Amazing thing once you learn it is If you just group like three of your characters Like within like a, a mini triangle And just throw a potion on the ground beside them You will heal all three yes. of them Yes, yeah and Oh I didn't know that When <laughs> you learn that You can just Save spells and one potion heals three people, and it is fucking awesome and amazing. The other thing, as well, is throwing stuff like again, making traps, uh, grease bottles. Yeah, um, what else can you throw that are fun? Little smoke bombs, um, that what are they, what are they called? There's like there's smoke ones you can, powder bomb. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. Gold, yeah. And they've got like fire barrels and stuff like that. Like leaving things out for traps is so satisfying. And if you play as Carlock as well, if you have her in your party, she has like a bonus action when she rages, which is she can. Uh, attack a second time sorry a third time if you're at past level five and she can also do an improvised throw so she can throw people or items like at no Mm -hmm. extra cost yeah so if you have her around then you just have like somebody like just dropping shit like that she can just launch it across the battlefield uh you can like absolutely take advantage of that and i always found as well the game i'm a save scummer like i'm a big fat save scummer yeah yeah. And i will save a few files, and then I'll like, okay, well, we'll just see what happens here. You go through a dialogue, doesn't really work out the way you wanted it. You're like, oh, I'll redo it. I do from time to time do what you do and just accept what happens. I'm like, fuck it. I won't even use an inspiration. I'll just be like, no, that's fine. Uh, but speaking of that, and before you kind of, we all go ahead, another big one. And when you learn this, this is so amazing. Um, changing your party members, obviously very important. If you're doing stealth or whatever, or getting into charisma checks, having a character there that can like actually get you through them che- checks is amazing. But what happens is obviously if you're controlling your main character or your least charismatic character and you accidentally get yourself into a um, conversation, dialogue, yeah. dialogue, you can just press the square button and you can kind of go through all of your abilities, including like some of your your allies. Yeah. And you can just add their bonuses to your own check. So you can get like, if you have a character with tormentor, thaumaturgy which i never understood how to use that in DD, but in this game if you use that you automatically get advantage Mm -hmm. and like getting whatever little boost you can to a character is absolutely like like critical like it might be just a strength save or whatever it might be if you get the option to just press square let your uh, abilities do the work for you like it can absolutely save you from a massive battle which if you're like me you will just get out of the battle and then position yourself in the best way possible and then start the battle all over again on your own terms.
0: What I do find interesting about that is uh, Daniel who was on the Zelda episode, his partner Marcus, he was uh, telling me there recently that he just plays fully chaotic. He just wants the experience so he kills, he makes sure that every, every scene is a fight and he, kills everybody nice. to get the that. experience yeah. but for me I'm like man this just must be such an empty dead world so. Like, you I'd know? say you
1: only get access to about 30% of the game's yes. content, yeah, yeah, yeah. content if you by nobody coming yeah, back Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, any points do you want to finish the episode on Craig for Bottlesgate Gate 3 no I think
1: I'll save some stuff for part 2 when, there, when okay. like there is some stuff in part 2 that like in terms of your choices there could be some really cool content to talk about there but I suppose just really quickly as well I could ask you gentlemen uh, in terms of the druid camp now, I know I helped the druids in Halston, but did any of you side with the goblins? Because no, you can wipe I, out the druid camp. Like, yes. You could. You and also, um, that girl who's leader, do you know the girl, Drow? Yes. She's a playable character if you side with the goblins. Like, I realized that when I killed her, and I was like, when I took her armor, she was suddenly naked, and I was like, that doesn't usually happen with characters, yeah. yeah, yeah but it's yeah. because she's a playable character. It's that interesting, that yeah, because like, yeah. I
0: think there is. A, I was reading that there is a, like a, an evil route you can play through the game when you can get certain characters on your side. Uh, no, I think the the saddest thing for me was when I went back to the Druid camp because I got house and killed. Uh, there's a horrible like his second command's a bit of a bitch. She's a bit mean. Yeah, that's. She's a bit yeah, cruel. She's uh, awful. She's now in charge of the Druids in my campaign, which is real sad because I don't like her at all. And she, you know, when I was back, should have to killed the, her. Uh, <laughs> I was I was tempted, but I was like, no, the Druids. I mean, she might be mean, but there are still druids but i went back and chatted to her and you know once the refugees leave and uh you know we can get back into the on part two go into a bit more depth about like certain quests and stuff but once the refugees leave and the druids have the the place back to themselves she is so mean about the refugees i was listening to her being like i hate that halston died because everybody that i was was speaking about was like she's awful we need halston back he's a good guy he's whatever else and i i came back being like hey everybody sorry um I let your first drew with die um, <laughs> so now you're stuck with this horrible woman
1: uh, uh, peace okay. uh, goodbye I'll catch you I next definitely one. got the good ending then because yeah. she's putting her place for me and then, so then I like wish that she was party at the end then at the, of act one is really really good too like, like, if, oh, yeah. if I had fucked up and Halson had died I would have done what the her like the second in command not her herself the other guy he's just like oh I think something should happen and then even the tiefling guy Roland he's kind of like maybe if something happened to her you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. I would have killed her because like the first introduction You see, of her is she's trying to get one of those young tiefling girls like put in to jail to die from she's a snake a yeah, yeah she's yeah.
0: gonna kill I think for me it was a, you know and I was coming across it as a very noble paladin at that point I kind of said to myself you know what there's been enough death here in the grove and everything like that I'll leave her because better that they have her than I don't know I mean maybe the third in command the dude would have been better but oh, I left it and I bitch. was <laughs> I was still disappointed but one thing I am looking forward to is and this is I know it's it's a tough thing to say to anybody playing the game and I kind of this is where I'll finish my point but I am thoroughly enjoying my no redo
1: Playthrough. I think I will do one of those on my next playthrough. Because
0: well. when we play D and D, what I always loved as a DM playing with you guys is that I'd have to, this, my quest written out, and you guys would. Do wacky decisions that there's no reverting on because we're actually playing live. You can't load yeah, a save yeah. when we're playing uh, DD. and That was some of my favorite stuff from actually playing the game with you guys. Was that like, oh yeah, they've they've fucked up this quest line that I had written for them, and now this character is dead. They accidentally because you accidentally killed a wizard in one of our things who was meant to be this like good <laughs> guy that you were going to have for. He was to be like a Gandalf in the campaign. And he killed him out of fear. Um, but I love that kind of stuff, and I love that my I love that Halson's dead in mine. I love that lots of stuff has gone wrong. Um, but for the most part, it's like I think there's for me it's it's a bit more exciting because it's it's not this thing where i can just like oh i'm just going to redo i'm just going to redo i'm just going to redo mm. and the mm. fact that my paladin is broken is oath now and that i've done this thing where i've gotten gained extra powers from breaking my oath but i have a funny feeling that that's going to come back to bite me in the future and i'm looking forward to how
1: that, that does yeah, yeah 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 nice
0: so guys that's kind of Bottle's Gate I mean look God, we, we barely touched on kind I know of, we could
1: talk for hours uh, yeah. but we, we're really rocking on yeah, time
0: <laughs> so what we'll do is uh, we'll we'll call it here um, we will do a part two kind of when, we, when I get through act two we'll maybe do that and I think the whole plan is to finish our three parts of Bottle's Gate kind of uh, games club by the time the game awards are being announced because you know I have a funny feeling Bottle's Gate 3 could be up there contention of game of the it year and everything like be. that yeah. Um, so yeah I guess we'll 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 put it down there for those of you who uh, enjoy the episode or playing Baldur's Gate 3 to our listeners don't worry we will come back with a part 2 we'll touch on this more because I know we hardly get the surface but Colm and Craig thank you guys very much for sticking around and joining me for this episode there's so much I could talk about with this game but we Mm -hmm. do have to to call it at some point Um, I wish us both a pleasant evening
1: Uh, thank you for the chats Um, love to chat about the El Baldur's Gate looking forward to a little bit more down the line
0: absolutely and to our listeners as always uh, keep enjoying the gift that is gaming peace out
1: bye bye